Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jerick Show. I am always Javad Malik, and alongside me is the lovable, the affable Eric Crone. <laughs> always nice to be here, right? Yes. Um, so today's topic, we are asking the question, how low will they go? And we're not talking about limbo. Not at all. No, we're talking about scammers here today and the lengths that they'll go through to make a buck or two. And quite frankly, uh, it's a little bit sad. It really is. So, Joad, I know you had some things you wanted to talk about here. Yeah. So first off, I mean, I'd like to get your take on this. When this whole pandemic broke out and everyone became really appreciative of the healthcare workers, a few of the big groups, they came out and said, we're not going to target hospitals or medical or research facilities uh, with ransomware or anything like that. Has that come true? <laughs> Hardly. And, and ironically, yeah, they, they did. They came through and they said, you know, e even if we accidentally hit somebody, then we will, you know, give them their decryption keys free and all that kind of stuff. And it, it sounded real beautiful. However, um, just this last week, I think it was the Red Cross came out with a plea um, with the, the please stop hitting these organizations in the midst of this freaking pandemic. And, you know, looking at this, I mean, I was cynical about it when it first came out. I actually had a couple of comments out on the media on that, because really, what are we going to do if they do attack? Right. Um, we have no recourse. There's no way to say, you know, you promised that you wouldn't. And these are criminals, folks, you know, and, and even though a couple of the larger groups came out and said that there's so many little individual players running around didn't really matter. And, and I think I called it, they just stepped right in and, and took it up. So they're still getting hit. They're still having to pay. Um, there was even one that said, well, it would think it was Pharma, and they were like, well, they're not actually like treating people. So we were okay with that one. I mean, you know, there's, there's all this kind of crap. These are shady people and these are shady people that are not afraid to hit below the belt. Uh, so I'm not really surprised. Yeah, that's right. And and you you hit the nail on the head, said that these are criminals. And I'm, I've been reading this book called Never Split the Difference. And it's been written by a FBI, former FBI hostage negotiator. And one thing he talks about is compromise. And he goes, compromise is never a good deal. And one analogy he uses in it, which I really like, is say you want to wear black shoes with your suit. And your wife says, no, you wear brown shoes. Um, if you compromise, you're going to wear one brown and one black shoe. That's a, that's a lose, lose, lose. Nobody comes out of that happy. I've done that accidentally, and you're right. Nobody comes out of it happy. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, if you think you can compromise or reach some sort of agreement with criminals, then you're going to end up in a bad situation. Yeah, absolutely. They have no scruples. It's why they're doing what they're doing anyways, right? And and a lot of them justify it to themselves. A lot of them say, you know, well, these people over here, they have tons of money. It's not going to hurt them or whatever. There's a lot of different angles to doing that, but um, it never ends. It never ceases to amaze me how low some folks go. So I know you got some other stuff too. Yeah, that's right. So uh, another thing that I was just made, of, made, made aware of just yesterday, and I was quite quite saddened by it all was um, there's a, I heard about it in the UK, I'm sure it's probably happening in other countries around the world. Uh, when there's been some cases where people have unfortunately died from coronavirus, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of these have been front care, frontline care workers. And so sometimes their family set up a GoFundMe page to help cover sometimes the cost of their funeral or in memory or to help uh, care for their family in their absence. 
And what some criminals have been doing, they've been scouring, finding these, and then cloning those GoFundMe pages. Um, and then they've been reaching out on Facebook. They've been cloning their Facebook accounts. They've been reaching out to friends and family and extended people say, please donate generously to this person that has died. And that money just goes directly to the scammers. You know, it, it doesn't surprise me. It does sadden me and it's terrible. But what we know is criminals are always looking for a reason to do this. We see it in natural disasters. We see it in man-made disasters, right? Anytime something goes on, they're throwing up fake charities to try to divert money. So people are trying to, you know, they're taking what they have and giving it to somebody to help. And the scammers are just running around and, you know, posting pictures in Bentleys and, and flexing all over the place about how much money they're making. Right. Um, it's absolutely disgusting. But we see it all the time. We see it every time there's a major disaster. They're playing off that. Yep. Yep. And uh, the, the final, I suppose, uh, the third and final instance of how low will they go, we, we go over to your side of the pond to Las Vegas, where there's a couple, Timothy and Leticia Harron. And uh, they created a fake healthcare company based in North Carolina. They then went through obituaries of recently deceased people. Uh, they then used a Medicaid eligibility tool to find out if they the dead person had a Medicare Medicare ID number and then using the number they backed build Medicare for services they provide to the deceased prior to them dying and the deceased couldn't challenge it because they're deceased and the family didn't know because no money's coming out of their own pocket wow. and they made out they they from Medicaid they got 13 million dollars $13 million just by fake billing for people that have passed away. And no, that, that's brilliant, though, because the family doesn't know. It's not coming out of their pocket. Again, the mentality here being, oh, it's coming out of the big machine, right? That's probably how it's being justified. And, of course, coming out of uh, Vegas, you know, our our, uh, our, our hub of uh, righteous behavior here in the U.S., um, it doesn't surprise me a bit, but I mean, that that's really low. But you know what? It also shows a flaw in the system where you're able to go in there and, and get that information that's needed to turn around and bill for it. So there's something wrong in the system there that's allowing them to get the information or the numbers that they need to be able to turn around and now bill the state or the country or whoever it is that's paying these things for that. So that's kind of an interesting little hole they had there. Yeah, and, and the fact that they're able to register a company as a medical care company without any due diligence or, or, or apparently taking place. Yeah, I mean, you would think that they would have to have some sort of certifications or something like that along there in order to to deal in that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, it reminds me a little bit of what was happening here a couple of years ago with some tax scams where you could go online and uh, pull up like previous tax information, which was the information needed to log in and file the current taxes, um, which were then being filed fraudulently and getting a refund because they could get the information out of the old system using some some lesser amount of information. And, and it was a pretty common thing for a little while. Now, the IRS shut that down, but it's, it's interesting how that information can be used. Um, and it is pretty low, though, going after, you know, deceased folks and just using that. But they're probably figuring it's almost a victimless crime again because it's, you know, it's impacting um, 
Medicare or whatever, but you know, that money comes from somewhere and it has to go somewhere too. And so that, that does take out of the coffers and 13 million. That's, that's quite a bit. Now, how did they get busted? <laughs> this is the best part. They got busted by flexing on the gram, I believe is what the kids call it. So they, they, Those kids uh, these days. Yeah. They, they posted pictures of them, uh, eating out at fine restaurants, going to town at Tiffany's and co and even buying or traveling on a private jet. Um, wow. the, 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 the sad thing about this, the really sad thing about this is that they only have like 635 followers on Instagram. Um, wow. So, <laughs> uh, who are you flexing for? Uh, <laughs> At least one was a fed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he has like seven hashtags in his bio. They're, wow. they're entrepreneur, author, husband, traveler, jet setter, wine connoisseur. Um, and, and then in his pictures, he uses the caption millionaire, hashtag millionaire. Um, I think if someone uses the hashtag millionaire, they're probably not a millionaire. Yeah, there was just recently a rapper that got busted, too, for doing a bunch of flexing on Instagram and all that about, you know, all the money he's making. And they came back. I think it was drugs. <laughs> you know so so the moral of the story is folks if you're going to make money hand over fist keep it private right enjoy your time privately uh we're not all momfa here the big scammer that got busted over in nigeria um you know he, he had all those flex pictures i don't know if you saw him or not but uh you know all these pictures of him with the rolls and the bentleys and the dude oh my gosh so uh if if you need to learn a lesson from this episode that's probably it don't flex if you're ripping people off Yep. So this is the Jerick Show providing consumer advice to the criminals as well as the victims. So, Hey, we're equal opportunity, right? We got to know both sides in order to uh, defend against it. So uh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for those topics the, this week, Javon. That was actually really interesting. And I think we've determined that they will go pretty damn low in order to do these kind of scams. So having said that, you want to close us out? Yep. Um, uh, in the words of uh, Demolition Man, send a maniac to catch a maniac. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone, and have a good week. We'll see you next week with another episode of The Jerick Show.